Hello, Les Raymond here with the Mindful Movement. Whether you are about to enjoy one of Sarah's beautiful meditations or dive into a podcast interview, I would like to remind our community that the best way to support the Mindful Movement is to support the companies that make this happen. Sarah and I are very picky about the companies we choose to work with, and we are grateful to have the relationships we have and to share them with our listeners. You can learn more about our affiliates through our website by clicking on the Favorites tab. We are excited to have recently added Sunlighten as an affiliate. They make state-of-the-art infrared saunas, and their founder, Connie, came on for a recent interview if you would like to listen. Our Sunlighten sauna has been a family favorite for over a decade. Some of our most popular affiliates are the grounding mats from Ultimate Longevity, which we sleep on every night, and the Apollo Neuro, which Sarah is now wearing daily to help manage stress. When you support these brands, you in turn are supporting the mindful movement and helping Sarah and I continue to devote our time to this passion. Whether you check out these companies or not, I just want to say thanks again and reiterate how grateful Sarah and I both are for all of the support over the years. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. I'm Les Raymond. I'm your host today at the Mindful Movement Podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in for yet another episode. Uh, this episode is it's pretty neat because it's the first time I'm interviewing somebody that's really far away. He's going to be joining us from Portugal. The scene that he is joining us from is just uh, is really captivating. <laughs> Every the whole time during the conversation, I really had uh, trouble not looking at the background behind him. His name is Michal Biker. He is a, a full-fledged yogi who's living out in Portugal, hosting retreats. He offers some just really accessible courses online, and that's how I was introduced to him. I took his breathwork course. It has been hugely impactful in my life. As you guys probably already know, I'm kind of into the breathwork thing. I, I do breathwork. It's really the, the, like, the focal point of all my movement practices. It's my anchor and everything else seems to be supplemental to that. It's where I feel like we get the most benefits from and it's the most obtainable. Everybody has our, your breath tool kind of built into you that you, know, you never have to go to a gym to get it or some certain area. It's just, you know, we walk around with our, with our lungs and all the muscles that operate it built in and, you know, that's about as low-hanging fruit as you could get. So there's never really an excuse not to tune in and to practice, and the benefits are limitless. So I encourage you to do so. I encourage you to explore his work, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, welcome to the Mindful Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Les Raymond. Thanks for joining us today. We have a special guest today, um, someone who has really played a critical role in my own healing journey. In fact, just having him on here is really an honor for me to be able to express my gratitude for his contribution to my personal healing journey and my personal growth. And I really feel like when I was introduced to his work that my own practices really turned a corner for the better. Um, his name is Michal Biker. He's joining us from Portugal. If you're on the YouTube version of this uh, recording, you get to see really a breathtaking view behind him. Um, you're bound to be a little jealous when you see where this guy gets to meditate on a regular basis. 
Uh, Mikhail, please say hello to our audience and introduce yourself. Hi, friends. Very nice that you're uh, you're tuning in. Uh, thank you, Les, for for having me on your podcast. Um, yeah, very very nice that you're you're listening, and uh, I, I'm sure it's going to be a very inspiring talk we're going to have here together. And uh, I hope yeah you get inspired as well to to really uh, take the time to take care of mind and body and to live a meaningful life for yourself and others. So uh, yeah, thanks for for having me here. Yeah, th thanks for joining us. So at some point, I'd, I'd, I'm going to I'd like to tell the audience how I came across your work and really how I've integrated your practices into my own lifestyle and how it's helped me. But first, I thought maybe you could take some time and fill the audience in kind of how you got to where you are. I, I understand from your bio that you had your own healing that you had to deal with yourself. And maybe you'd like to share that experience along the way and kind of just uh, catch the audience up with um, a little bit of your past and how you got to where you are now, which is basically the the man behind yogalap.com. Mm -hmm. mm. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, so basically, I, I started my journey quite at a young age already. I was raised raised. Uh, quite spiritually, uh, more in a Christian way, um, which uh, I think are still very many wonderful things in, in Christianity. But um, I, I took a little bit of a different path from that. Um, but since I was about 14 or something, I started getting more and more into meditation and starting to see what impact it has, um, just how you experience your life uh, on, on how your state of mind is. And that sounds very logical, of course, but uh, I, I recognize, for instance, that if I was somewhere and if I would just make this a smile for five minutes, if I, even if I wouldn't feel very good, I would start to feel better after uh, five minutes and I suddenly start to feel okay. So all these simple things, I started to recognize like, hey, there is, there is something you can work with within yourself on a deeper level uh, you can start to uh, train your mind and your state of emotion in a certain way and also um, yeah, I recognize that, that by doing simple uh, breathing techniques just taking a couple of nice deep breaths that would calm me down in certain situations right uh, so then when I was about uh, 18 I had a, a pretty big car accident and um, I had several things pretty messed up in, in, in my body. Uh, also, my spine, was uh, the disc was uh, broken in two spots. Uh, and um, I had a collapsed lung. My arm was paralyzed. My, oh, wow. my right uh, arm was paralyzed for some time. Um, yes, yeah, severe concussion and bruises and, and was in the hospital for quite a while. And... Um, there I, I recognized also the power of positivity, even if not so nice things happen in your life, that, that it gives you something. So that, um, uh, excuse my language, but, but the, the, the shit in life can be used as a fertilizer. <laughs> uh, I love so, it. I, I recognize like, okay, I'm in this situation, but now I suddenly recognize how 
uh, how much you can be grateful for for being alive how much you can be grateful for uh, being able to to have a body that's functioning well or uh, all these these things so um, I started to recognize in the hospital also uh, just a feeling of gratefulness that this happened to me and and, and that sounds really weird of course if you all uh how would you say that all bandaged up and and, hmm. and you're in a big mess i just felt really uh much gratitude and um what well, the, the the doctors and, and professionals they said well you're, you're probably not gonna get out of this um full hundred percent anymore your arm is going to be probably uh your hand your fine uh, motor functions are probably going to be so good anymore. You're probably going to have this and that with your back, and uh, because it was broken. Um, and then I, I started to use the power of intention, and thank God uh, I, I uh, got out of that. Uh, it took several years, but uh, 100%. How long again. were you in the hospital after the accident? Uh, this was 16 days. Oh man. Um, and after I, yeah, I had a long uh, um, uh, trial of of getting getting better, seeing a lot of doctors and professionals, and uh, yeah, to 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 get me back on track again. Um, but I, it was for me also a very big push to start to get more into yoga and qigong and. Um, recognizing how how i could on a deeper level also train uh, the mind uh, uh, feeling of gratitude and everything how that would have such a great influence on my physical body as well uh, so it, it, it was all uh, a wonderful present present of this this universe uh, that this happened to me because it pushed me in a beautiful direction so i'm grateful was there someone in your life like encouraging you or trying to like push yoga on you as a medicine or is this something you just kind of stumbled in on your own um yet to be honest uh stumbled on it uh, in the beginning uh on my own i was uh starting to read books about it i was starting to um yeah watch watch some videos about it i had a friend who when I was about 15, who just introduced me to yoga because we did it as a warming up for uh, before we would go for a surf. And it was just some simple sun salutations. But from there, I started to, to discover more about it. And it wasn't until I was about um, um, after that car accident that I started to learn more autonomously uh, more about it. And then I started going to India several times and I had some wonderful teachers that, that taught me the in-depth uh, practices a little bit more. Oh, wow. So what did you, when you went there and experienced, I guess, their take on yoga practices, how would you explain like the differences from where, of how it was presented in your homeland compared to how it was presented in India? Yeah, that's it's a huge difference, of course. Um, it's it's almost two sides of of the modern yoga that we we know now. In, in the West, we are very obsessed with 
with the physical, with the body, with physically being healthy and, and strong and looking good. Uh, and of course, in India, it's a lot more about uh, on a deeper level uh, spirituality. So I saw, whereas in the West, it's very much about the poses and the asanas and doing it exactly right and having all these alignments, which is, which is wonderful, very important for sure. Um, but in the West, not so much about the meditation part. It would be something you do after a, a yoga class, like 40 minutes of intensive movement or, or postures, and then just five minutes of relaxing, laying down, and that was it. Whereas in, the, uh, in India, with most of the teachers I had, it was more or less the opposite. It was, yeah, postures, doesn't really matter too much if you're doing them exactly correct but it's just to open up the whole energy system open up the, the breathing system to prepare yourself to to do some uh, breathing practice and then the real kind of yoga happens and that is deep meditation yeah, it's almost like in my experience that you you don't sit and like practice meditation you 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 sit and you connect with your breath and over time meditation seems to happen like you, you allow space for meditation to almost arise you can't you can't chase it or grab after it it's it's elusive like if you're working at it if you just kind of relax and focus on the breath if you're lucky it just kind of takes place on its own i notice in the in the united states i've gone through phases off and on for for quite some time now of, um, of practicing yoga. And when I, it's like when you read it in the books, it seems like so different than what I've always experienced in classes. And it's to various degrees, but when I go to a class, it seems, it's always seems like there's this huge focus on, on like, as you said, the physical component, like it is a fitness tool in the United hmm. States. I don't know how much of that is in Portugal, but it, there's clearly a fitness component and in the books you hear it's more of like the the poses are more of allow you to be a, a conduit of some sort to practice the other spiritual aspects of yoga like like let's say it's the yamas or the niyamas like maybe non-violence like the postures are an opportunity to practice non-violence like not hurting yourself <laughs> Where, mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. what I, I always read in the books. But then when I go to a class, it seems different. And I've always wondered, like, what is it like in India? Like, is, is that where that stems from? Is that where they actually practice it in that way where, you know, yeah, the asanas are they're important and the body positions, but it's really just a little step to, to you know, go down the algorithm and, and prepare yourself for meditation practice. Definitely, definitely. And, and like you say, it's like uh, meditation is not, is not an action, it, it's a state of mind. It's not like you are meditating. Like you said, it's meditation happens when that space is there, that space for consciousness or awareness to just be and not be doing something and, and, uh, and trying to solve something or, or control anything. It's completely letting go. And then all of a sudden within that space, uh, the, that, that sense of pure being 
can can be there and to create that space on a physical level you have to open up and stretch up and strengthen on a breathing level and on a mind level you have to do it and then the meditation is just that part of now letting go and letting be and letting life life happen and uh, um, that part is um, I think in, in, in the West is very much missing and, and that's why you, you still have that by the way in India also a lot eh? that it's uh, just about posture and, and uh, uh, in, in Ashtanga yoga every kind of yoga has its own quality don't get me wrong but it's very much about posture and sometimes you see people in the class like forcing themselves into poses with a frown and 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 um, not creating or taking a moment to let life be and letting go of control otherwise you're just building up more ego more desire to control or look what i can do and and look how flexible i am or how strong my body is or uh, and and feeling that you're in control it's that state of you know what i let go i'm not in control of anything i'm a part of this wonderful great universe um uh, which is part of me and i'm part of and and that state is something you try to I think at least develop uh, in the whole uh, totality of yoga practice. That's great. So, and eventually I guess it led you to, to start a company where you have what, man, it is such a tremendous value. I mean, I, I love learning and I think we're spoiled now with like the content that's out there and how easy we could access it. And I, I don't know if I, how I stumbled upon one of your courses, but it was a breathwork course and it was so reasonably priced. I got to tell you for the listeners out there, if you're looking for value, Mikhail's work is kind of, it's unheard of. I mean, the amount of value you get out at really uh, an extremely affordable price to have a course where somebody's clearly put quite a lot of time in and you could definitely sense through the course that there's a lot of your own practice. This is not something like, you know, you could tell you didn't just read up a book on breath work and then build it into an online course. You could tell there's years of practice into it, which I could really appreciate. And it really resonates through the work and your coaching techniques. I found just, uh, they really, it was very easy for me to connect with them. It was very inviting. Um, I see that your courses have reached quite a amount of people. I think on your website, it said you've reached, have over over 20,000 online students, and I'm really glad to have been one of them. I purchased your course, and I guess I just went through the videos. And uh, for the listeners out there, the way it's structured is there's a lot of little short tutorials about a certain, let's say, breath practice. And then there'll be a, a video where there's a more traditional practice using those breath styles that were just essentially taught in little pieces in the prior videos, which is just a really great way to learn because you get a little bit of context and then you get to practice and then you build on that on the next one. And I found it really useful. And I immediately like, 
integrated into my lifestyle. And, and I personally, Mikhail, I had a, you know, I've had exposure to breath work over the years, partly through the yoga classes I took. I think leading up into this, I was actually diving into like the Wim Hof method. And um, I assume you're familiar, Wim Hof is, a, um, I guess, made himself pretty popular throughout the the world over the last few years through his breath practice. And it was intriguing because I, it was an introduction where I could find that there was a powerful way that we could kind of change our internal environment and our body through breath work. It was definitely an introduction to just the idea that, man, we could completely change our chemistry from in a few minutes, but it didn't feel very natural to me. It felt like, um, a fairly aggressive style. And I thought like, we shouldn't have to do that to take a step forward. It just didn't, it didn't seem like, you know, in the, in the larger scale of our species and how we've evolved that that's the method we would need to take. And then when I was introduced to your work, it seemed like you were accomplishing very similar things with a sense of like subtlety and nuance that seemed way more appropriate just to like my overall stress level. And it was like what I was learning through this other method with like brute force you were doing with finesse and it really spoke to me. It was very subtle and I was like, Oh, we could get these, these benefits with a much lower entry point with something yeah. that just feels yeah, less yeah. risky, more safe and way just more natural for my nervous yeah. system to like tinker with these different styles. And, and in your course, there were a lot of different styles. I mean, I was, um, I really liked it. And then the one that you had this one video that became my favorite. In fact, I, I've downloaded it. I have the YouTube version where you could, you know, download the upgraded version or whatever. So it's one of my downloaded videos and it's this beginner practice where you go through like four different breath styles. And I hung on to that big time like that. I, that was my anchor for a long time. And this is in the middle of my own healing journey where a few years ago I got Lyme disease and really wrecked havoc on my, my life. And, you know, this was something for me to really anchor my daily routine on and, I was amazed how um, no matter what state I was in like a flare up and how bad of a day I was having, like I knew I could turn this on. I didn't have to think I could just follow the guide. You know, every breath is basically guided. And, you know, sometime over the course of a half hour, my state of being is going to transform. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out the other end in a much calmer, healthier state, uh, really ready to accept life. And there were times where, you know, the intensity I would find myself experiencing from the change was, was so surprising considering, like, the little effort of the practice and, you know, the little force involved, but somewhere along the way across 20 or 30 minutes, like I'm going to experiencing something really profound that it really feels like a drug of some sort. 
mm. where mm. You, you're really just manipulating your own your own and you know internal environment through something so simple as by like the timing of your inhale your hold your exhale and your hold and it was uh it was really a game changer for me and in fact i teach a class at a local gym and we've always for many years started every class with like a few minutes of breath and it was always like the same kind it was just like a basic diaphragmatic breath just to get people's nervous system to calm down and your video after I practice that for, I'd say almost daily for like a year. I mean, uh, it allowed me to gain the confidence to take these styles that I've, I've had like small introductions over the years with, but didn't really have the enough understanding to have somebody else play with these styles and to teach it. And after like a year of listening to your, your work, I was able to integrate it into my own classroom, even though we only had like five, eight minutes. I was I was like dripping in little pieces of each style where, you know, maybe for a couple of weeks we practice this style and then the next couple of weeks this one or uh, this day we practice this style and then this day this style. Right. It's, it's amazing what you can do in, in eight minutes. It's time it is, by yeah. when you're behind the computer or behind the phone eight minutes just pass by like that but eight minutes of, of conscious breathing can can make such a, a wonderful switch in your whole um, experience of this reality in your whole mind and, and emotional system uh, wonderful to hear that you you, uh, you you're sharing this beautiful knowledge yeah so Wonderful. where did you learn like the details of all these breath patterns? Is this studying in India or? Um, both. Yeah, I, I've been, um, yeah, like I said, s several times uh, learning with different teachers in, uh, in India and in different places. Um, and uh, I learned a lot of beautiful things there. Uh, reading a lot of beautiful books that are out there uh, about uh, breath work and about uh, pranayama and all these things. But most important, I think, is um, just to, to, to practice it. Otherwise, it's, it's a theory in your mind, uh, or an intellectual game of if you do this, then you feel that. But, but learning to feel it on a deeper level and experiencing it, that makes it a reality for you. Otherwise, it stays, stays a bit of theory. And um, so trying a lot of uh, different techniques, and, and I would, would go as sometimes spending a lot of time in, in, in nature and just doing breathing practices and qigong and, and experiencing what happens if you do a certain breathing technique or what happens if you inhale slower or faster or what do I actually feel? Not what, what did I read about it, uh, but what do I actually experience and feel? And then, um, yeah, I, I recognized what those techniques uh, can do on a deeper level. And what I recognized also very much is you got the really strong breathing practices and with full inhalation out, and it, this has very beautiful effect. The thing, though, is... Um, you start to shake up a lot of your um, hormonal system and, and the, the, the heart rate goes up and you start to make all these different um, hormones and different types of, of emotions and energy. And 
but then it stays a game of sensations. So you become a little bit addicted to sensations, if you know <laughs> what I mean, that, that you feel like, ah, I want to feel that yoga high because when I do this 20 strong breaths, I feel a little bit high and I feel a bit dizzy and woohoo, and that's spaced out. It's almost like, it's like taking three drugs, which has its own benefits, by the way, this, this breathing practice. The thing though is, on a deeper level, you're still not experiencing a, a, um, a inner peace because as soon as these stronger sensations of feeling uh, buzzing in the in the skin and feeling uh, tingling sensation or feeling a little bit spaced out and seeing colors, as soon as that stops, there is the feeling of emptiness for a lot of people again. And then it feels like you feel relaxed, but then the meditation is over. What I recognize is with slow, very, very calm breathing practices, you're making the awareness more subtle, more and more subtle. So instead of looking for uh, big uh, sensations or maybe visualizations and all these things, you start to recognize that on a very fine, subtle, subtle level within, uh, there is the, the, the source of yourself and, and the connection with inner peace with uh, even also in daily life if you feel not so nice that you still have that connection with inner peace and feeling okay with however you feel so if you uh, get what i mean that you, this brings you back really to your your source and with those very slow breathing techniques are for a lot of people harder because they're they seem more boring uh, in the beginning but once you get the hang of that you start to recognize that at the foundation at the source you don't have to do all these these movements and all these strong breathing techniques and all these to feel that inner peace it's already there once you're connected with it so um the strong breathing techniques are very good to make your body strong and healthy and all these things. But if you're not careful and just doing strong breathing techniques, uh, you, you stay in the game of looking for sensations in life and feeling of emptiness if the sensations mm. are not there in daily life also and feeling of restlessness when you don't feel that, that uh, uh, state of, of peace. So then you, you, you understand what I mean, Laz? Oh, oh yeah, I, I do. And I'm probably guilty of chasing that, you know, with the aggressive stuff too much. And I, it's funny when you say sometimes it's harder to do the slower, calmer ones. I, I think I understand what you're talking about. I mean, just sometimes like slowing down an inhale and the control it takes, not just the physical control manipulating like how your diaphragm is working but the like it, you're relying on yourself to slow down mentally to keep your attention on it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it can be a real challenge to hold your attention on something it's it's funny on one of your videos there's this moment where you ask this question it's in the middle of um a breath practice i think uh I don't know the pranayama name. I think it's the alternate nostril breathing. And you ask this question, like, where is your attention? Like, can you hold your attention for two, maybe three breaths? I think you say it. And it sounds yeah. like so simple. Like, of course I could hold my attention for two to three breaths. That's practically impossible. Like 
holding your attention for three breaths straight, a hundred percent smothering your attention with it. It's, I mean, you might as well try to run two marathons in a row. Like it's, the mind is so insanely busy and we don't even realize until we're trying to do something like think of, you know, keeping every sense of our attention on this single pointed focus for just a few seconds. Well, absolutely. I'm I'm curious. I'm a huge fan of like practices and, and like what people's daily habits are and learning, like how to structure one's life. I'm curious, like, how do you implement this into your life from a daily routine? I know you mentioned you had a couple kids, so maybe your schedule's not all your own. And, uh, you know, if they're young kids, sometimes you can't just kind of do what you want when you want. But I'm curious, how do you integrate this? Like, how do you know how to much, how much to balance, let's say, the strong breath practices and the mm-hmm. more subtle ones mm-hmm. or the other physical activity? Do you have like a daily routine that you rely on? Well, I, on, a, on an ideal day, I, I would, um, uh, there is some really nice uh, places here to do or, or at home, but some, I, I would go to the beach and go for a little swim in the, the water is quite cold and that would freshen me up and then yeah doing some movements just just some simple stuff for maybe about 15 minutes 20 minutes or something um, and that could be anything uh, maybe some qigong or some uh, yoga asanas or these things and then i would um, do some breathing practice what i do for the past year a lot is uh, this strong spinal breathing where, where you hollow the spine, you exhale, you hollow the spine, you exhale. Then taking some time to do um, this Kapal Bahati to start to stimulate uh, the, the energy system. And then starting to breathe very, 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 very slowly, breathing as slow as you can. And uh, you did this uh, course, eventually trying to let go of every control and letting the breath happen as slow as you can like you're observing your own life happening within you and then sitting for a moment uh, for meditation so um but it's a bit like a toolbox right all these different breathing techniques on some days you feel uh, i need to do a little bit of this or i need to work on that or um, some days you listen some rock music or ACDs, you know, other days you listen to some very, very calm music to slow you down. So it, it just depends on, on what you try to achieve. But uh, every day in the, in the morning and in the evenings, trying to, to make some time to do these practices, definitely. It's like brushing the teeth. You, you need to do that two times a day, otherwise, your, your breath starts to smell, your mouth hy- hygiene becomes bad, and you start to <laughs> make it not so pleasant for others also that smell you. So it's with that with the mind also. So, you know, it's, it's tough not to notice this um, setting behind you. I mean, for, for those listening on the podcast, you might have to at some point check out the YouTube video just to see this. It's quite captivating. It looks like you're, you're on the edge of the, the world there. Um, is that like where you live? Are you? This is yeah, where I live. This is um, about five minutes from my house, and the whole coastline here is 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 pretty much a bit like this, with some wonderful beaches. 
it's called the end of the world this uh this uh area a bit uh, uh is um yeah it's it's a very uh inspiring place because all the elements are very present the, the ocean the sun is one of the most sun hours uh in europe here oh. uh it's always there and uh always the movement of the water the earth is is as you can see very strong uh very very nice place yeah now do you have a facility out there that that you work at or is it just the online um the online site that people have access to you through um so i do these retreats it's like seven days with um two friends one of them is a nature guide and the other uh, friend uh, marta she uh, makes surf coaching surf teaching and people can opt for that as well so it's basically in in a hotel here uh, but of course now unfortunately it has been stopped for the past two months already and probably for another three months um but uh, yeah there are people come and it's it's doing intensive morning and evening classes of breath work and meditation and, and yoga and then during the day just being in nature and, and, and playing in the waves if you want to go for a surf or for a swim or just walk on the beach because uh, i maybe yourself as well i've, I've been sometimes on on uh, retreats which is just about either meditation or just about uh, uh qigong or and the, the the playfulness can sometimes miss a little bit in my eyes for for people that are just introducing these practices to also enjoy life and to be in nature to enjoy the flowers and to swim in the sea uh, and all that kind of stuff and i think there are two sides of life um which is on the one hand diving deeply in, into the, the spiritual and, and recognizing the, the deeper self and the higher self, but at the same time, seeing it in the physical as well, in, in the physical reality, seeing it in the nature, the flowers, other people, even in, in cities and in architecture and everything, seeing that life uh, energy or the universe, God, however one wants to call it, is expressing itself in the outside and the inside as well. So uh, it, being joyful and enjoying, yeah. I can't imagine a prettier place to go to do a retreat where you get to play in the ocean and practice Qigong and, and yoga and meditation. It looks amazing. Come so over it's unfortunate <laughs> that uh, you're closed down too from the lockdown as probably many of us are. Um, yeah. But for those listeners out there, you know, one thing that I've talked a little bit about, Mikhail, is this opportunity um, and, you know, uh, people probably getting tired of hearing the word silver lining when there's a pandemic. But I mean, a lot of people out there do have an opportunity to to learn new things at home, to take courses, to read books, to have the time to like actually practice new things. Mm -hmm. And mm. I find that your resource is really priceless in that. I mean, somebody at their own home that's looking to really dive deeper into really the ability that they have to interact with their body and to create change and and move their lifestyle in a direction they desire you know 
your course being brought right to your phone or your laptop in your own home where you could practice and you don't have to worry about judgment being in a class with people next to you and you're worried about, you know, how am I sitting up straight enough or, um, you know, is my, you know, and that's maybe one of the inherent issues with yoga classes in public is like, it's hard to keep your ego out. It's hard to check it at the door. Mm -hmm. It's hard for people to see someone next to them that is clearly more experienced or just more capable physically and not internally have some negative self-talk or beat themselves up about how they're doing it or not able to do it like the person next to them or putting themselves in a position where you're not even being safe because you're pushing your limits so so much and you are holding your breath and you're stressing out to hold a position because you're just right out you're outside of your range and you're not listening to your body and and being at home is kind of an opportunity where you know people aren't going to see you and this is a time to work on yourself where you know you could let your guard down you could let go a little bit let go of the ego and and allow yourself to practice as your body really is speaking to you and, and giving a chance to listen to what it needs. And, you know, this course, I haven't checked out your other courses. I understand you have more than one. Um, the one I did was the breath work one. And I, I just can't imagine a better place for someone to start. In fact, like I'm a huge uh, movement practicer and I love, um, I love exercising. It just makes me feel good. It's something I've done for quite some time. It's helped me really change my life. And I've, I've built a profession around helping other people do it. And, you know, I'm always juggling because all the different exercises, like you said earlier with the different breath styles, they're all like tools. And on some days, you know, you might be in the mood for one tool and a different tool and a different day. And I always find it like a juggling act, almost like an art form, just how the mm -hmm. structure like how do you on like a weekly basis or a monthly basis or even on a yearly basis, like how you put all the qualities that you want to practice into your routine and how do you use all the tools? Because there's never yeah. enough time yeah. to focus on everything. You can't work yeah, on everything no, at once. Of course, of course. And, and, uh, and, and that's not, not, uh, not the whole, that's not the idea, of course, to do all the practices in one session or something like that. It's it's a very personal thing, of course, because one person has a, a high blood pressure issue, the other person has an anger issue, the other person uh, is is physically very uh, good but is a bit restless. The uh, uh, other person just needs to activate its system a little bit more, or whatever. So it's it's a toolbox, but there being uh, for every person uh, he or she needs needs another tool. So there's no such thing really as saying this is the the best sequence or or uh, the best way of doing it uh, and that's why it's so good to get familiar with with these things and 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 there's a couple of basic things to understand about the breath that deep uh, slow breathing calms everything down and faster or stronger or deeper breathing activates things um, or that if you breathe out for longer than you breathe in you start to uh, harmonize and, and calm slow down but if you breathe in longer than you breathe out you activate so there is a couple of these simple rules which are really good to understand uh, if if people want to 
do make their own um, uh, sequences by, uh, for themselves. Uh, and it, it will change every, every couple of weeks. You will feel maybe like, ah, now I actually feel I need a little bit more uh, activating in my body. Or ah, now I need to calm down because I'm in, di in a different situation in my life. So going, going through phases of life and uh, yeah, sometimes you need to harmonize and slow down and sometimes you need to activate. But important is as a basic guideline, start off with something in, in in one session start off with something a bit activating if you feel you need that and always slow uh, slow down more and more until in the end you do the slowest type of breathing practice and then sit for some time and don't try to control anything but just sit and observe life happening within you uh, so that you can start to dissolve a bit that feeling of wanting to control dissolve your ego and recognize that you know you can let go sometimes of life and let this beautiful life do its own thing and trust and and flow with it otherwise you're always struggling you don't need to struggle you need to flow <laughs> yeah and you know the more the more stress we have in our life the more important you know these practices are and i mean i think it, everybody is going through you know added stress right now as i mean we already had collectively probably too fast paced, too sympathetic driven lifestyle. And now with what's going on in the world now, like these are the things that we need. And definitely, you know, any, definitely. anybody could benefit. It's everybody could use a little bit more self care and stress reduction. And absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think it's one really good way to, to fight this whole situation. If is, if people start to, take a bit more time to take care of their mind and, and their body and, and, and their state of emotion uh, and recognizing that uh, we are just living a too fast-paced life. Uh, things go out of control. It's almost like nature just said, now I put a handbrake on it. Right. going too fast, handbrake on the middle of the, the highway. It's like, what's happening? Everything is standing still. But using that time, you know, uh, now all of a sudden you a lot of people have a little bit more time you have the the opportunity an internet connection i i like i said i offer these courses for free for people that they can't afford it and otherwise it's just uh, ten dollars because i i don't need to make a lot of money from it. i just want to give and share um, and and use that time and then i think if as a whole society, we become healthier. Our immune system becomes stronger. We take more care of ourselves and nature and each other. We can make a beautiful world and we can come out of uh, stronger out of this whole situation. Yeah. And, and that's amazing. I can't believe it's $10. Uh, for you listeners out there, that's less than like going to one yoga class. That's like less than a lo one local drop-in class and yeah a lifetime I, of benefit from it it's really remarkable that you're putting that content out there at that price and i want to personally thank you because it was you know um that might have had something to do with me clicking by now you know a couple of years ago which i'm so <laughs> glad that i did uh, probably the best 10 bucks i've ever spent and Wonderful. that's Great nice of you too for those that you feel like that's even out of reach for you to extend that free 
Um, that's just really yeah, awesome I, you I, to do. I, I think in life, you know, richness is not in, in how much you have got, but it's in how much you can share, right? Because many right. people have got so much, but feeling very poor in the soul. And, and I think if you're, if you're feeling that, that source of, of, of completeness, that connection with, with, the, with the, the God or the universe or higher self, that, then, you know, I, uh, richness is in what you can share. So maybe it would be great if, if as a whole humanity, we start to teach also our children uh, that, you know, that uh, as long as, as you cannot uh, share and give away your, your, only you're still poor so i feel very fortunate and i'm very grateful that i i am able to share this wonderful knowledge and that it came into my life and that i've been having some wonderful teachers uh and yeah the important thing is for people to start doing it so that's why i offer it for free even if, if people can't afford it and I think in a lot of cases, like you say, ten ten dollars is less than a pizza, or, or less than uh, uh, if some people drink in bars, they would go for a cocktail or something. Right. A lot of people don't prioritize their ten euros or dollars, and they would say, "Well, it's ten dollars." Well, then try it for free, you know. Uh, and I'm I'm very grateful that that um, yeah, that people like yourself that are investing their time in courses like that, that are doing that and are realizing the, the, the benefits of these wonderful ancient practices. Uh, yeah, I love and, it. And I love, a, and I love learning uh, new ways to look at it and new ways to practice. Speaking of free practice, I asked before we started recording this podcast, I asked Mikhail if he would be willing to actually guide us to finish up this conversation with a, with a short breath practice. And before we do that, one, uh, I wanna warn you, if you're listening to this in a car while driving or operating some kind of machinery, then you're gonna have to pause this and come back and do this later. We don't wanna be responsible for anybody driving off the road here. Before you lead us on a, a short breath practice to finish up, if you could just let people know how they could reach out to you if they're interested, I guess starting with if they wanted to access your your courses or, or the information about your future retreats when they start up again, is is that yogalap.com? Is that the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, yogalap so, with, a, with a P, the Life Awareness Project, yeah. Okay, so that's yoga, Y-O-G-A-L-A-P.com. For you listeners out there, check it out. You won't regret it. Is there any other ways that you want to share for people to reach out to you on social media or anything? Yeah, you, you can just look on, on, on YouTube. There's a lot of uh, videos you can do as well. Um, on Instagram, uh, Michael Biker, like Michael Biker, B-I-J-K-E-R. Um, and uh, I'm doing some live sessions on there sometimes as well. Uh, but check out the website, check out the, the courses and... Uh, yeah, invest a little bit of your time every day to to learn these techniques and you will see it. It will make such a big change uh, on how you experience this 50, 60, 100 years that you have on this earth uh, and, and living more in connection with what you're 
uh, you really want to do in life from the heart, not what you're feeling you're ob obligated to do or, or uh, feeling you're, you're making choices out of fear, but making the choices in life out of passion and compassion and out of, uh, out of uh, inspiration and creativity. So, so yeah, for sure. Check out all these, uh, these different channels and uh, hopefully uh, you can do some courses. Well, that's great. And, and now for the best part, Mike, Wonderful. Michael, if, you would, if you would be so kind to just guide me, I'm going to follow along and our audience. Uh, we got about five or 10 minutes here to wrap it up on whatever, whatever practice you would like that you think would be yeah, wonderful. Uh, appropriate for our listeners. Wonderful. Just, uh, so I'm going to hand it off can... to you and you lead the way. Wonderful. Thanks very much. Uh, Les, for for having me on your on your show. Um, now, a very simple breathing practice, but uh, it's it's uh, very nice to start to connect with the different parts of your breathing system. Um, even if you're already very advanced in uh, breathing, this is a wonderful thing to do. You can either sit on a chair or on the floor; it doesn't matter as long as your spine is nice and straight. Now, with the hands on the belly. And like I said, even if you've done a lot of yoga before, it's still good to do these uh, practices. You breathe out through the tight lips, like you squeeze the belly a little bit, you pull the belly in. And when you breathe in, you let the belly come out. Okay, so breathing out, let the belly squeeze. You breathe in like a balloon that is filling up and connecting with that part of your body. And for a couple of breaths, do it nice and slow and start to connect with those different parts of your breathing system around the sides, the belly, the diaphragm. And for the last three breaths like this, do it a little bit more slow. Hold the breath in for maybe a little bit and feel you can make gentle expansion, and even if it's a bit blocked in that area, all good. You expand and we breathe out. You control. One more last time. And breathe out, relax. Okay. It's the first part of this three stage breathing. Hands like this, fingers around the rib cage. And let's breathe a little bit of space around the heart center, right? So we exhale again through the lips. If you feel the rib cage becoming smaller. And again, we breathe this time towards the heart. The chest opens, we hold for a little moment. We make a little smile. We breathe out. We empty from the heart. And keep going like this. We inhale, we expand, we open. We breathe out. Let's do it like this for four more breaths to kind of clean, not out just the lungs, but also the heart center, the emotional center. One more last time, hold the breath in for a little bit longer. Smile a bit when you hold the breath. Bring, bring the hands down. 
So with the eyes closed, you feel the belly, the chest, the hands. Wonderful. We interlock the fingers. For the third step of this three-step breathing, we interlock the hands and behind the neck, we bring the elbows up and a bit back. And we start with an exhalation. Then we feel the belly squeezing. And then we start to breathe from the belly. When the belly is full, we bring the air further up to the heart. When that is full, all the way to the top of the lungs, hold the breath in for a little moment and breathe out again, letting go. And again, slowly into the belly, from the belly up to the heart, to the top of the chest, like you're lifting yourself off the floor and out, letting go. Let's take three more calm breaths like this, right? Very slow in, expand, hold, smile a bit, breathe out, empty, letting go. Breathe in. One more last time, really nice and slow. Whenever you hold the breath in for some time, you bring the arms up and then down onto the knees with the hands open. The eyes closed again, connect. You can feel the blood flow in the fingers has changed a little bit, right? You feel the breathing has opened up a little bit more. The last part of this breathing practice is to implement those three steps of breathing in a very, very calm manner. And this is something you can do sometimes during the day also just to connect with the belly, the heart, and bring the awareness up to the head. So in your own tempo, do it nice and slow. After an exhalation, you start to breathe into the belly with the awareness up into the heart, you open the heart. Further up breathing, awareness to the head and breathing out, letting go. Make use of the last three breaths. Very gentle. You don't have to breathe deep. It's not about strength or control. It's about kindness and gentleness as you bring gentle expansion and awareness to the belly, the heart, top of the chest, and awareness to the brain. And expand with the breath out even more. Wonderful friends. Mikhail, thank you for that practice today. I appreciate you joining us. That was an awesome way to finish. Listeners out there, I hope you guys enjoyed. 
I hope you got value out of today's conversation and that just perfectly gentle way to finish. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Les, for having me uh, with you. Keep on inspiring others. Keep on shining light into this world because the state of the world is a collective of all individual souls. Your soul is shining. Uh, Hopefully many others will start shining their soul also in this life so that we can start to light up this this wonderful world and this life. Okay. Beautifully said. Listeners, you guys have a great day out there. Peace and blessings. Well, I hope you listeners enjoyed the episode. I surely enjoyed talking to Mikhail. I learned a lot. It was nice to really see all the passion kind of flow out of him. He really exudes just really an awesome energy. It's something that I've definitely been drawn to. And like I said before, he's really been helpful to me personally in my own practice. I encourage you to check out his work. And if you find that it helps you, then share that with the community. I do appreciate it. Maybe you can inspire someone else to set their course on a more positive direction too. Uh, If you haven't reviewed or given uh, feedback on the podcast yet, please do. I'm still looking to learn how I can do this better and, uh, you know, what type of value the listeners are looking for. I'm having a lot of fun doing it, and I'm going to keep doing it and see where it goes. So I'm really grateful for, for your listening, and I hope that you stay tuned for more of these episodes. Have a great day.